after six weeks, I'll just pick it up myself and do it at the gym. And I kind of learned over those six weeks, like the accountability that comes and the check-in, like you were saying, that comes from having people surrounding you here. Although I could have done some of this on my own, I was scared. I was scared because of the results I saw. I was scared that if I stopped coming to this gym, I would lose everything I was just gaining. Hey everybody, it's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy. So my name's TJ Ryan. I am 25 years old. I work with Texas A&M Men's Basketball as the director of scouting. And I'm originally from St. Petersburg, Florida. Been coming to BoomFit uh, uh, College Station CrossFit for three months now. Just finished my third month. Yeah, you've done great, man. No, very you, excited. Been a great experience. Very consistent. Um, so 25 years old, still young. Mm-hmm. How do you like College Station? I like it a lot. I've uh, had the luxury of living in multiple different states so far in my life. Obviously, like I said, I grew up in St. Petersburg, Florida, but went to college in Franklin College, Franklin, Indiana, and then worked in Virginia for a year at Virginia Tech and has have been out here for three years now. So great town, great feel. Is St. Petersburg on the coast? It's on the Gulf Coast. So it's just south of Tampa. Gorgeous. Very pretty. I love it. Yep. Do you make it back every now and then? Uh, I went back for the first time since before COVID hit back in March, right after our season ended. I sadly don't make it home enough, but... Um, have learned to enjoy it a little bit more now when I do get to go home. Man, so you you kind of you've seriously been all over the place. Yeah, no, I've been lucky to kind of experience a whole bunch of different opportunities and be, be in different states, see what it's like to see different seasons, different parts of the world. That yeah. Stuff. So scouting, would you say director or director of scouting? What yep. does that mean? So uh, when it comes to college athletics and specifically men's basketball. The sizes of staff vary from school to school. Luckily here at Texas A&M, we're very privileged to have the financial backup and the financial drive and the school so dedicated to athletics that we're allowed to hire multiple different people to help in many different assets. So it leads to a lot of interesting titles like director of scouting. But what I do as director of scouting is I head a lot of our video stuff. So game film, practice film, workout film, have all that ready for the players, ready for the coaches, um, studying other teams, game film, practice film, stuff like that, scouting them, handing it off to our coaches for them to then use with our players. Any type of analytical data I can do to help our team be as efficient and as uh, successful as possible on the court. Wow. Is it like the you answering that made me think of Moneyball? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a little bit Moneyball, yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not as smart as those guys. But. Yeah, no, that's so, that's so cool. So you basically are going to watch film and interpret information and hopefully translate that to yeah. be- help the team win games. That's that's the biggest part of the job. And then whatever else, just like everyone else on our staff, whatever else we can do to help the players and help the coach as much as possible. Very so. cool. So are you a basketball player? I played one year in college at that Franklin College School I went to. I was not a very good player at all. So yeah. I knew that for I knew that going into it. But I'm actually, I played all my life before that. My dad's a longtime Division II basketball coach back in St. Petersburg, Florida. He's now the AD at his school. So awesome. I had known since I was very young that I was not a good enough player, but that I always wanted to get into coaching, and this was something that I was striving for for a long time. Very cool. Well, yep. I, I mean, that kind of segues into your journey through exercise, right? So you mm-hmm. played sports growing up. I'm guessing as, as, as at a young age you started. Yep, young age, obviously growing up in Florida and, just being young, I'm the oldest of four. You kind of play a whole bunch of different sports. 
baseball, basketball, um, swimming team for a little bit, like golf, any type of sport that I could possibly be playing soccer when I was young, I played it. Um, so fitness was kind of just something that you were always a part of. And then as I got into high school, it started to funnel a little bit, started specializing in basketball, only focus on basketball. Um, at what age did you, uh, all the way up until eighth grade. So all the way up until eighth grade, I played baseball and basketball. And then as soon as I entered high school, I just played basketball. So. Did you guys lift weights in high school? I mean, in junior high for sports or not? Really? No. So, uh, at least in my district in Florida, no public junior high schools have teams. So we didn't have teams. You'd have to play at the local rec or you'd play in local rec leagues and stuff like that. Is that so. just a Florida thing or was that just a, that it, I think most public schools in Florida do not have them. I know of two in my district that did, two middle schools in my district that did have them. Just organized base or, or basketball? O- organized sports teams in general. Uh, we just didn't have any. So so in Texas, that's, I mean. It's a big thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, every school has yeah. organized mm-hmm. team sports. If, it, if you weren't going to a private school or a religious affiliated school, you didn't have sports. Okay, so you played at. at a, like a like a city league yeah, or play in, select league yeah. it's now called the uh junior tritons league back then it was the junior magic it was just the local city league okay so. and and then so workouts were practice basically workouts were practice and then i was very privileged my dad was a division two coach like i'd mentioned so i could get in his gym whenever spend the whole summers going to his camps where they had kids from all over coming into play so kind of played year-round worked out as far as basketball, but not lifting, I probably didn't start lifting until my freshman year of high school when we started as a team a little bit. And we would have weight classes in high school where maybe one period you have weights or another period you have weights or something like that. Were but, you in good shape? So shape is something that I've always is a relative term. I was always good for athletics, but I always had a negative view on my own body and how I was. So Although looking back at those pictures, I wish I still look like that now. Mm. Um, back then, I always thought I was heavier and bigger than I was. So it was something I struggled with for a long time. And then actually going into or finishing up my junior year of high school was kind of when I thought I maybe wanted to change that a little bit. So I started taking my fitness a little bit more serious. We didn't have a strength coach or anything like that in high school. So what you lifted was whatever the rest of the team lifted. Go in there, move the bar a little bit, do this, do that. Probably going into my junior year, I started lifting with some of my dad's players, and then I did um, P90X and Insanity going into my senior year of high school, and that's probably at that age where I was in my best physical shape, um, and then and kind of went through my whole senior season being in a little bit better shape, but not as dedicated as I even am today to strength training. So where I currently am working out at this gym is probably where I've been the most consistent and most dedicated to. Well, and so now you're 25, mm-hmm. you can look back at the those years a little more maturely because i i can relate to your story so much i mean Mm -hmm. i was 18 and when i decided to start my personal fitness journey i was Mm -hmm. overweight didn't like who i saw in the mirror one day and just wanted something different Mm -hmm. and so i can totally relate to being young and just not happy with where you are Mm -hmm. and as a now i'm 39 a little more mature Mm -hmm. (laughs) hopefully yep (laughs) exactly (laughs) but in perspective, right? In understanding the psychology behind what we see in the mirror, who, mm-hmm. how we feel. You know, I was always embarrassed to go swimming, at, you know, as a kid. Like, it sounds yep. so simple to go to a pool party, but I'm 
all I'm thinking about is I got to take my shirt off in front of these people. No, I was the same. And I didn't like that, you yeah. know? So now at 25 and looking back, where do you think that started? Was it like a moment? Was it like uh, an age when you kind of started having this kind of perspective of yourself? Yeah. Um, I would say later on in elementary school is probably where I first started being a little bit more self-conscious and having that kind of false perspective of me being in a worse position than I actually was. Um, and I don't know where it necessarily started. I just, I just know it started. And when I was going through it, looking back on it, I realized I was way harder on myself than I need to be. But I remember in the moment feeling like it was difficult, feeling crushed at times, like just something I think as we're kind of getting into a new age, a lot more kids are dealing with because there's so much more social media. There's so much more out there. Kids are so much more aware and more knowledgeable than I ever was at that age. Um, that it makes it harder because you're always comparing yourself to someone else. So, and, and I, you know, I hate to say it like this, but kids are mean, yeah. you know, at, at young ages, little comments. And, mm. and again, I, I think back to that age and it's just, they're, they're young. Yeah. You know, people are young mm-hmm. and they're saying things, kids that say things, uh, you know, you, you just, you don't realize that some of the, some of the things that you say to somebody could give them unhealthy perspective of themselves. No, completely. And so I, 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 I relate to your story a lot. So you go into high school now, it's like, I'm, I'm working out, I'm mm-hmm. dedicated P90X. How'd you find that insanity? I mean, those things, I think my dad might have done it. My dad's pretty good into fitness. He has always been someone who's been fit. He played college athletics, uh, now coaches it, or then coached it. So he was always someone who was trying to keep himself in good physical shape. I want to say he had tried it at one point. We had some of the DVDs just laying around. So I wanted to try something that would push myself a little bit and just kind of came across that. What time did you do it? I did it over the summer going into my senior year of high school. So. Did you see results? I did see results. We played uh, just like all athletes nowadays growing up. You play sports all year round. So we had different summer leagues and different times when we would play throughout the summer. And uh, I kind of started to see a couple of results, feeling like I was in better shape, looking like I was in better shape going into some of those events, which was encouraging for me. Yeah. And do you remember any pounds lost, any weight loss or um, body changing? I remember feeling stronger and feeling like I looked a little bit stronger. I remember I probably lost 10 to 15 pounds, which Which for me at the time was great. Yeah. Um, So, and back then I think I have a, I still don't think I have the best outlook on myself today, but back then I know it was way more unhealthy where I didn't think that what I was losing or what I was doing was near enough. But looking back at it, the weight I was at was probably the weight I was supposed to be at, especially with everything I was doing. So, man, you're so right. And I think sometimes we have like, you know, we fight, we fight it, you know, no. you, whatever, yeah, the, the story you tell yourself every day becomes your truth no. and your reality, even if it's not accurate. Mm-hmm. Right. Isn't that wild? No. And so if you think you, I mean, I still have, I, I always tell people I'm a fat person trapped yeah. in a fit <laughs> person's body. Yeah. And I still, my eyes still gravitate to certain areas that like in reality, in the big picture, it's like, you know, lean, I'm leaner. I've got, you know, but it's like, you can't help, but what you see. So I, I, man, I, I'm, I'm kind of really, uh, relating to your story. So you graduate high school, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're in probably what I would say sounds like good shape. Like you have been working out for a long time, probably better shape mm-hmm. than you were going into high school, coming mm-hmm. out of high school. I, I would agree. Definitely. So better shape coming out. And then I kind of, I'm someone who 
the biggest struggle in my fitness journey has always been finding a place where I eventually get complacent and start to regress back to where I was. So probably finished my senior season, Mm. great spot, moving on to then what's next and knowing that kind of going back on my story a little bit, I played one year of college athletics, so I knew I had to get prepared for that one year, but I wouldn't have played college athletics if it wasn't for who my dad was too, which I fully acknowledge at the time. It was something that I was very self-conscious about also. So the coach that I went to go play for, him and my dad had somewhat of a relationship, played every couple of years against each other. They'd come down and play in Florida. Um, so I had an agreement with him that he knew I wanted to uh, go after my coaching passion. So he said, why don't you come out here, be on the team for one year, see how it goes. And then when you're done with playing that one year, we'll see. Like, if you want to keep playing, keep playing. If you want to go into coaching, you can start helping us in coaching. So I kind of as someone who's very hard on myself and I'd seen high level basketball my entire life watching my dad's team play, I knew that, or I didn't believe that I was good enough to belong at that level. Mm -hmm. And I kind of let that hold me back. So as I graduated, finished my senior season going into my freshman year, I regressed a lot and was actually at my heaviest. I had been at that age, um, eating bad. I was working out somewhat, but I wasn't working out the way I needed to, to be a college level athlete. Um, and probably put on, the weight that I had lost plus another five or 10. So went into college, not where I needed to be, to be ready to play. Which was going into the actual season. Uh, yeah. So get there early, then start working out with the team. So start lifting weights again, more seriously once I got out there in the fall, but, uh, did not do what I needed to over the summer. I was working out fairly regularly, but not to the level that I would be asking our athletes right now to be working out if we were expecting to be playing. So, How big of a struggle is diet, nutrition for you? That's always been my biggest struggle. Um, diet and nutrition is something that I struggle with because I am someone who is susceptible to binging. So I could easily just, I could eat perfectly clean for two or three meals and then I could binge something awful the last meal. Yeah. Um, I could overeat like any of that. I don't, I'm not someone who has a crazy large appetite, so I could eat only a couple meals a day or whatever it might be. But when I do eat, I struggle because sometimes I work myself so many hours during the day at work or at whatever I'm doing that I don't take the time to eat that then when I do go leave, go to town. I wanna, yeah. And I want to cram everything in that I missed for the entire day to make sure I was full or I don't know when I'll have time to eat again. So I just eat too much of bad food right there. Yeah. So. so you come out of that freshman year kind mm-hmm. of more overweight mm-hmm. in college. Yep. And do you remember numbers? Do you remember kind of where you were? I don't specifically. Did no. you come out of that freshman year um, feeling like, man, I need to start working out or eating better? Or was it kind of more of the downward spiral began? It, it was a little bit more of a downward spiral. Downward spiral. So I came out of my freshman year, went back home to Florida, worked my dad's camps all summers to make a little bit of money. Uh, that would be my last summer at home in Florida. So I ate okay because I was at home and, and we were all eating together. So some days good, some days bad, just like you do anytime you eat with your family, kind of. Yeah. But um, I stopped. As soon as my basketball playing career ended, I kind of stopped. I didn't have a drive to play much. So I lost that type of physical fitness that comes from playing a lot. Um, but I would work out some too, but I was not dedicated to it. So it was more of like... I was kind of regressing a little bit. I was still at an age where I could handle not working out all the time. And although I wasn't in a great physical spot, it's not like I was blowing up and gaining a whole bunch of weight at that time at that mm-hmm. age. So do you, so 
that was about five years ago. Mm-hmm. And over the last five years, has it been highs and lows or was there a season that you feel like, man, I was really committed, really into it? No, it, it's completely been highs and lows. And yeah. that's part of what this process for me right now is and that I'm hoping I can kind of change. Um, I know I've always been the type when I take something very seriously and I'm dedicated to it, I see great results. Um, I've been fortunate with that. So we did something the one year I was at in Virginia at Virginia Tech with the current staff I'm with. We did something we called it the get better Games. So we kind of we drafted different people on the staff, managers, coaches, whatever, drafted three teams and we had a competition. We all got bod pods to get our body fat percentage. We had different benchmarks we had for fitness, whether it was uh, who can lift the most weight, who can lose the most amount of pounds, who can lose the most body fat percentage, all that. And we kind of put some money into it and said, okay, whichever team wins at the end wins all this money. And so that kind of begun. Everyone in the office was very serious about physical fitness at that time and kind of got us all pushing each other. And we're all around each other so many hours during the day that it motivated us all. And I would say of those past five years, that's where I had the most commitment and dedication to it. I saw a lot of loss similar to what I'm seeing right now. Um, And then it came to a time where we came out here and that transition process kind of halted all of our progress and hurt all of us. Um, and I saw a lot of loss over the past year and a half when I've been out here. So, mm-hmm. so we talked a little bit about it before we started recording, but Buzz is big workout guy. Mm-hmm. So him kind of being a, I mean, he's your head coach. He's mm-hmm. a leader. Uh, obviously you look up to him a lot. How mm-hmm. much has his, you know, commitment and passion to his own personal health influenced mm-hmm. you wanting to be healthier? No, it has a lot. Um, He's a great leader and a great mentor in terms of that, not just what we do basketball-wise or what I'm trying to look towards being in the future, but specifically the physical fitness stuff you're talking about. Um, he works out four days a week, takes it very seriously, uh, lifts weights for probably an hour to an hour and a half, and puts up real numbers, very strong, and then does a lot of cardio-type stuff on his own outside of that. He has also been someone who fluctuates with his commitment level to how much he works out is always there. His diet side of things is where he struggles, similar to like what we've talked about with myself. But he sees great results with the amount of work that he does. And the way that it's kind of rubbed off on me is that I've kind of gotten a chance to work with him. Or he's been telling me, hey, this is something that you could work on and you could get better at. And the best way that you can kind of go about doing that is he works out every four days a week in the early mornings and he'll tell me, Hey, why don't you come in and you can lift at the same time as me? You're not going to do the same workout as me, but you can go over in this corner and why don't you lift at the same time? And that means a lot because that's his personal time. That's his time that he kind of uses to clear his mind. That's his buzz by himself with his strength coach, coach Gephardt or just completely gets his emotions right, gets his mental state right. So for him to allow me in and to welcome me in like that, to work out with him some over the past year and a half is what has allowed me to kind of find a little bit more motivation in, well, if he can find the time to do this and he's willing to sacrifice some of his time to let me do it, I need to make sure that I'm prioritizing this a little bit more. Yeah, it's almost like him being so into it creates this culture in the Mm -hmm. staff, right? Like almost, probably in the team. It does. (laughs) No, he he is very into his own physical fitness. He will lift early in the mornings and we'll have guys who come in and lift early in the mornings too. And he will joke with them. He'll... Our weight room is connected to our practice facility, and there's windows in between so they can see him lifting. They can see him putting up real weight. He'll come out onto the court and start making fun of them about how they can't lift as much as him, all that. (laughs) He is honestly the 
and it's not relatively close. He's the strongest player, strongest person in our program. Bench, squat, deadlift, whatever it is, there's not athletes who are 20, 21, 22 years old that are even touching the numbers he's touching at 49 so that's cool it's that's it's kind of cool to it's see. really neat that you ended up in that program no you know, of all the places you could have ended up mm-hmm. um so you ended up here how'd you end up at boom fit so obviously been in college station now two years going into my third year here um and one of the people who i'm very close to on staff who has a kind of similar background to me and how he got to where he's at is lyle wolf and he is an assistant coach for us, and his wife Perrin is actually a coach here at yeah. this uh, at, at this gym. And Lyle has been coming here since before Perrin even moved out. Been kind of trying to push me for a while to get motivated to come. And uh, he knows that I've been struggling with my personal fitness. He knows what it can do for me to help me. He's very dedicated to his own personal fitness, and he's been pushing me for a while to try to come. And eventually. He kind of got me to, he knew I wanted to start a new diet and start working out better. He told me that I'd do a six-week challenge with him. I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. He didn't tell me it was going to be at the CrossFit gym. I thought we were just going to do like, we've done it before, but do a little workout together in the weight room, do a special diet that the two of us are doing, whatever it is. And as we got closer, he told me, oh, yeah, it's going to be at the CrossFit gym. I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, that's fine. He started trying to motivate me for all this different stuff, and I remember CrossFit's not something I ever thought I'd be interested in. And I remember going into my first meeting with Robert Ramirez, one of the coaches here. And uh, it was my check-in to kind of get everything situated. He wanted to set goals for my six-week challenge. He wanted to know kind of what my lifestyle has been up to this point, all that. And I remember the first thing I sat down and told Robert was, Robert, I think this is going to be amazing. I'm super excited. I hope that this builds habits for the rest of my life. I will not be signing up after the six weeks is done. I promise you. Uh, I don't see myself being someone who's going to be into this. Like, this is a cool concept and all. I love working out, but we have a million-dollar facility over at the gym. I don't think I'm going to spend time driving out here to work out here, and, and I don't think CrossFit's for me, but I'm looking forward to trying it out for six weeks. And he said, okay, that's fine. Looking forward to having you for these six weeks, and now I'm three months in. So Wow, that's really cool, man. Yeah. So let's talk about the six-week challenge. Like, mm-hmm. what... How did your experience go? What did you gain from it? Um, what habits did you actually get to change that are still, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, uh, stuck? No, it, it was a great experience for me. Um, it kind of helped me. It was almost like a kickstart, restarting all my kind of how I viewed nutrition, how I viewed working out, how I viewed kind of the balance between the two. Um, doing it with someone else helped a lot too, but that focus and that kind of intentional drive that I had during that time really showed results throughout the six weeks and kind of is what kept me wanting to come back afterwards. Um, over the six weeks, I lost, I want to say 25 pounds. Wow. So I, it was, it was a good experience. Um, amazing. I, it was good to show myself and tell myself going into it. I don't know if I can eat clean for six full weeks, exactly like this. That means means no carbs except for after a workout that means i can only have this i can only have that and i remember when i first started i was at um i forget what the exact weight i was at but uh when you start the six-week challenge the coaches robert gives you a sheet that says all right this is what weight you're at so if you're above this weight which i was you can only eat this so you get with this meal you get 40 grams of protein, 20 grams of veggies, whatever it is, one cup of veggies, 20 grams of carbs, whatever it might be. And I remember halfway through, I was asking Robert, like, hey, Robert, I'm like four or five pounds away from 
going down to the lower level sheet like can i switch down like like and he was like well you're not there yet do you, are you sure you want to go down and i was like yeah like i want to push myself for something else so yeah. it was nice to kind of go through a six-week challenge that i didn't know if i was tough enough to do and at a certain point asking for more and asking if i can do even more so man it sounds like the accountability was good you no, know just hearing you talk about the relationship with robert and just having even having somebody to go to i have a guy right now who um helps me with my injuries right like mm-hmm. when i say injuries i'm not like an athlete who's broken but mm-hmm. you know i've hurt my back and tweaked it and he's a he's a chiropractor and he mm-hmm. does a really good job and i think he works with the basketball team uh, arosti uh-huh. his name's troy and i just saw him yesterday and i told him i go i just need to come see you every three months mm-hmm. even like i wasn't in pain yesterday and i went yeah. and it was a really like pretty but i've gone there before i can't tell my shoe yeah and just uh-huh. having the accountability is really good for me knowing that you know i'm gonna go see him and i don't want to be hurt you know it sounds yeah. silly but it's we need that no. you know just to have somebody to go way in yeah or like you said asking him hey can i go to this lower yeah you know nutritional intake and I think those conversations are good because most time people don't have anybody asking them those questions. No. Or they don't have anybody to report to. And, and the reason why this kind of all happened for me, so like I said, I went into that six-week challenge telling Robert there's no chance after these six weeks I'm staying. Like, like I'm really looking forward to it, but I just don't see myself doing that. And I was thinking going into the six weeks, this is going to be great. I'll get better habits. I'll figure out how I can better work out what I need to do to dedicate, what I need to do diet-wise and uh, kind of my eating habits. And then after six weeks, I'll just pick it up myself and do it at the gym. And I kind of learned over those six weeks, like the accountability that comes and the check-in, like you were saying, that comes from having people surrounding you here. Although I could have done some of this on my own, I was scared. I was scared because of the results I saw. I was scared that if I stopped coming to this gym, I would lose everything I was just gaining because I wouldn't have that accountability. I wouldn't have that check. I wouldn't have whoever it was to kind of I, even if I don't talk to Robert that day, I'm walking past him and I see him in the gym training with someone else. And I just know that he was someone who was checking in on me. Parent was someone checking in on me. Lyle was someone checking in on me. You were someone checking in on me. Like It's environments, right? Mm-hmm. We want to put ourselves. It's just like uh, you know ha- being a player in the program mm-hmm. that you guys run. There's certain things that happen in that program. Obviously, you're going to play basketball. Yeah. You know, everybody in your program is, that's why they're there. Mm -hmm. But the environment that's cultivated from Mm -hmm. the people, the coach, the head coach, especially, all that creates what it is that draws certain people in. Well, if a player gets out of your program and goes to another program, they're going to play basketball, Mm -hmm. but they lose all the things that that were happening in their life, right? And, And they can't pin one necessarily person or thing to it because it's the it's the orchestra mm-hmm. of everybody working together to create that nope and that's something we talk to our guys a lot about coach williams is a big believer in what he's doing for you now isn't for you right now it's for when you're a husband for when you're a father for when you're a boyfriend for for you to be a better son for whatever it might be he's preparing you for stuff down the line uh, even if it is basketball related at this moment, right now we're doing something we call individuals, which uh, I know that probably not everyone listening to this is a big basketball, even sports person, but uh, uh, to put it in the simplest terms possible, we're doing the simplest drills ever. You're just running up and down the court, you're shooting layups, you're passing the ball, but the accountability that he holds you to is the highest standard that 
then you have to start holding yourself to that standard. So if you don't call a name, if you don't touch this line at exactly the right time, the smallest little details, that's what he excels at. Mm. And that's what he is constantly harping to our guys. And as a coach, I start to pick up on it too. But it's not for you right now. This is for the rest of your life. And we're trying to build you for the rest of your life. And you benefit from that too, right? Just like those guys. Um, So how different were these workouts when you started compared to anything you'd ever done? So they were very different. I'd actually, when COVID first hit, uh, Perrin, who's now coach here, like I had mentioned, had just moved out here. And the three of us were actually doing all the CrossFit workouts at the gym together. And I started to see results from that. So that was my first kind of taste of CrossFit a little bit. But I didn't think that CrossFit would be something I'd be able to do. Because when you first said CrossFit, the first things I thought were, okay, I'm going to have to do a muscle up, get down from the bar. Uh, run six miles, come back, and then bench press something. And that's what I thought CrossFit yeah. was. So I was like, there's no chance that I could ever do this. And then as I started coming at the very beginning, I started realizing, well, there's scaling options for everyone. And it's not what I thought it was. It's not that extreme level of every day is different. Every day kind of gives you a different vibe and a different feel. Uh, Monday might have been squats where you're lifting a lot of heavy weights. But then today, Wednesday, is a straight hit as fast as you can cardio a workout so yeah. kind of bounce between all of it and finding out where where you can excel and what you can get better at so when did you realize in your six-week challenge i actually want to hang out and keep doing this post six-week challenge so probably around week two or three i started thinking okay i kind of like this more than i did and it probably wasn't until halfway through week five or week six that I was like, well, is this something that I want to keep doing after this? That mm-hmm. was kind of, because I was so dead set. Like, it's funny. I'm a, I'm a stubborn person at times. So um, even as I was thinking to myself, man, I kind of want to do this at the beginning. Maybe it was around week four. I was thinking, this is kind of fun. I might want to keep doing this. I was also telling myself, well, I already said I wasn't going to do it. So <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to do it. Um, yeah. And eventually, through Lyle and Perrin continuing to motivate me and me just telling myself, like, these are the best results I've seen and the healthiest lifestyle I've lived in the weight room and off the weight room, then maybe it is something that's worth doing and worth yeah, investing Yeah, and kudos in. to you for, for overcoming what you call your stubbornness because yep. a lot of people don't. They just stick with something because yep. they said so. So now, wh- what are you what are you hoping to accomplish in your fitness? Like, Or is there any d- nutritional changes that you're working on right now? What is your goals if you have any, like working out a certain number of days per week? Yeah, so I probably haven't done it as realistically as I should to this point. Um, During the six-week challenge and towards this point, personal fitness is nothing that I've ever actually invested real, like my own personal money into, like financially. Mm. It's nothing that I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad's had a weight room all the time that I could always use. I always worked at a college where I could use their weight room and their facilities. So spending my own money on personal fitness, I'm someone who doesn't spend a lot of money in general, so it Mm -hmm. wasn't something I was exactly comfortable with which was a big part of joining the gym that made me nervous. So something that kind of kept me motivated was once I decided to start spending this money, well, I'm going to go all six days a week. So I think I've missed in the three months I've been here, I've missed one workout and there's two others that I've missed, but I've done them myself at the, at our facility or repeated them myself at our facility. Um, And I don't know if that's necessarily realistic for me to continue doing absolutely it is (laughs) it's something that i've enjoyed and my body hasn't felt like i can't do it anymore so i'd like to continue to keep that up nutritionally i did the six-week challenge hard um i came out of that 
and I wanted to keep a lot of my nutrition the same. So I kind of, I told myself I would go on kind of two week, uh, two week cycles. So I would do two weeks and then at the end of that two week, I'd give myself one cheat meal and then I do another two weeks. And at the end of that two weeks, I give myself another cheat meal. It's great. And then my brother and sister came out to visit and that kind of hurt that a little bit. Cause we did a full weekend of cheating, derailed um, it, derailed it a little bit. Luckily I was still coming to the gym all the time. So I didn't see a lot of negative progress, but I struggled for probably about a week to a week and a half to get back on to my normal diet nutrition or what I hope is my new normal diet nutrition. And I'm just now starting to get back on it. I actually decided this is Wednesday, but on Monday I decided I'd restart the diet part of the six week challenge myself. So, so good, um, man. And you bring up so many great points in what you just said, mm -hmm. working out every day, in my opinion, especially like you said, it's coming six days a week. That's why we offer it. And, And people who, do that are going to get better results. Mm-hmm. Another thing I like that you said is, yes, you had an off weekend mm-hmm. and probably haven't been as good since that weekend, but you've continued to work out. Yeah. And I always tell people, look, when you work out, you naturally make better nutrition choices. Mm-hmm. So the, the probability of you eating better when you mm-hmm. exercise is really high, but when you just don't work out, yeah. the probability of you eating bad goes really Way up. up. Yeah. And so... Um, I love that you brought that up. And then, you know, restarting your challenge is, is great, right? It's mm. kind of like you can revisit that material. Yeah. You can do that anytime. Uh, you probably got the email, but the goal the goal mm-hmm. review session quarterly is yep. going to be beneficial for you just mm-hmm. because it'll, again, just be accountability. Mm-hmm. It'll be opportunity sometimes to talk out loud what you want to do. Like yep. you sharing your goal right now on this podcast is great. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to start Monday. Yeah. Like you're a very driven person, so you probably would have started Monday anyway. Mm-hmm. But you saying it now increases the yeah. account because I might even be like, hey, TJ, how's, how's it going? going? You start back up, you yeah. know? And so I think when you meet with a coach, like the, the quarterly goal review session is to get you to kind of share some thoughts and, and help have them help you. Plus get on the in body, mm-hmm. see where you're at. So a lot of really cool things, man. I appreciate you sharing your story. Mm-hmm. Um, the last question I ask everybody is title of the podcast is building better people. Mm-hmm. That's really the core purpose. If I call it the, the driving force behind the gym. So, you mm-hmm. know, uh, you, maybe you're familiar with the book, uh, starts with why mm-hmm. Simon Sinek and our why is because we believe that when you exercise you're going to become a better version of yourself and the way we can sum that up in a statement is just building better people that's mm-hmm. why we do what we do so for you and your journey of health and fitness we'll call it the highs and lows how does becoming healthier through exercise making good nutrition choices make you a better version of yourself so one thing that I think it definitely does is if I just look at my profession, my f- profession is working with a lot of athletes from the age of 17 to 23 for some of those older guys that we have on the team. So first of all, they're not too far off in age from me, but also it's hard. Their lifestyle is so much based around their body and what they can do with their body. It's hard for me to ask them to push their body to the limits if I go home and don't work out and I eat McDonald's on the way home and st- all the stuff I was doing for a couple years before kind of starting up this gym. So it's hard for me to kind of, as I was kind of telling you about my story of what I went through my freshman year of college where I wasn't as dedicated as I needed to be and, and I knew I wasn't doing what I needed to, to be an athlete. Well, it's hard for me to then turn around and ask these athletes to do what I couldn't do or what I didn't do. Um, so now 
that I'm at this stage in my life and can look at it a little bit more maturely, I kind of realized, well, if I want to push him to be the best version of himself, it has to start with me setting the example by being the best version of myself. Um, and then outside of my profession, I just think it, it helps me kind of be more focused, be more driven, have more energy throughout the day. It's going to help me long term for the rest of my life with my future family, with my current family, um, to kind of just be able to be more active, to be able to be around, to be alive longer, all that. So That's awesome, TJ. Thanks, man. No, appreciate it. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in Bryan College Station, we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.